Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are working so hard to make Coastal Mississippi such a beautiful place, such a wonderful place to live, work, and play. Got a little bit of a coolness in the air again, thank goodness. Um, you know, we well, first of all, we froze our rear ends off and lost lots of our plants. Um, I'm watching a couple of my palm trees that I worked so hard to save. It'd be interesting to see if they make it. But you know, I did the full court press. There's nothing that I, nothing else I could have done other than undig them and bring them in the house, which obviously was not possible. But then we get a warm snap and then a little bit of coolness in the air. It is January. I mean, we should expect this for the next month or two. Um, hey, listen, I wanted to share something with you. April uh, Bowling Evans, who is my first cousin's daughter, someone that I follow on, on Facebook closely. April's such a positive person, su- such a wonderful Christian. She posted this in the last day or so, and I just wanted to share it with you. Here's what it said. A beautiful woman uses her lips for truth, her voice for kindness, her ears for compassion, her hands for charity and her heart for love. For those who do not like her, she uses prayer. I thought that was beautiful. And uh, I couldn't help when I read that, but think about my friend Aletha Burge, who who passed away on January the 2nd. Aletha, Aletha, first of all, you, you look at the last line, and it says, for those who do not like her, she uses prayer. I can't think of a single soul on this earth who did not like Aletha Burge. Uh, She was a consummate community leader, and her work at the United Way of South Mississippi over a number of years was so important. But she also served on a bunch of different nonprofit boards. And I posted on the Coastview site this morning that I've never met a more kinder, uh, a more community-focused leader, someone with a, a servant's heart. This is really sad news for Coastal Mississippi. And God bless uh, my friend Aletha and her her family. So now let's move on. I'm so pleased now to have Michael Sunderman, the president of M2 Media. He's been on the show many times. They publish South Mississippi Living, Discover South Mississippi, um, uh, Jackpot Magazine, and of course, Mississippi Gaming News. And he's just a good friend. We've, we've been friends for a long time. Used to be competitors, but yeah. even then we were friends, which is yeah. a cool thing to be able to say. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. Happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year too. You heard my reflections about Aletha, but she she meant she didn't have any enemies, did she? No, everyone talks so highly of her, and it's uh, it's just sad. It's a, it's a terrible disease, and I I told you before we came on, I just lost a dear friend to cancer up in Ohio. So it just it's a bad disease. I hate it. Yeah, and we've we've had the benefit of her leadership at United Way for so many so many years. Uh, I'll have to had to go back in time and remember the first time I met Aletha. But she's uh, she was just a terrific, a terrific leader. Hey, listen, this is the beginning of the year, and I've been doing a lot of reflection, man. It's uh, you know looking back on last year and uh, looking forward in this year. A lot of the conversations I've had recently, if uh, with Paige Roberts, for example, from the Jackson County Chamber, and and Judge Trent Favre, and 
a number of others. You know, we we sort of had it on the agenda to talk a lot about what their plans were for the year and their organization, but we ended up getting into a lot of sort of personal reflection, you know, like what was the holidays like for them and did they have new year's, you know, resolutions and you know, how do they how do they approach their their organizations in the in the first part of the year? Just interesting. I thought I'd ask you sort of the same kind of questions. But but I'm curious just right off the bat, how, how were the holidays for you? And do you have traditions around the holidays that are important to you? We well, we broke tradition this year. We, normally we have all the family over. Uh, this year, you know, our kids are 30 and 26. And um, we said, you know, listen, we're none of us really need a whole lot more gifts in our life. So why don't we do something and uh, instead give us uh, some memories? So I said, let's I'll, I'll pay for it. Where do you all want to go? So they got their heads together. And they said, let's go to Vegas. So we took Kelsey and Jesse, Aubrey, my son-in-law, couldn't go. Um, we took them all to Vegas for five days and just had a blast, ate at some great restaurants. And I think the girls saw some shows. And Jesse and I played a lot of good golf. And uh, that was a blast. To have, you, just, you know what it's like to spend time with your kids. You just... And and to to be thirty and twenty six and want to spend time with us is I thought was pretty pretty cool too. So we're not that that uh, old or boring that they don't want to hang around with us anymore. So but it, we had a blast. And then for New Year's Eve we went and saw some really good friends in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, went to a party with nine hundred some people, um, bands that were you know stars from the Voice show and all kinds of stuff. An ABBA tribute band. So it was a great time. <laughs> It sounds cool. You look, man. I'm not surprised your kids went to Vegas with you. You, yeah. you, uh, you, you have maintained a wonderful friendship with your with your kids, and you've raised two wonderful kids. And I'm I'm glad to say that Ann and I are, are you know we have a great relationship with our kids too. Now one yeah. lives in New York City, but when he's home, we uh, spend a lot of time with him. And of course, you know FaceTime, man. It makes it gives you the opportunity on a daily basis to connect with them and see their face and see how they're doing and kind of, you know, get a read on them. But, um, you know, what else is more important than, than family, buddy? Not much. Uh, Ivan Spinner has a saying, uh, family over everything. Uh, and I, I really love that. Um, it just means that's the most important thing and you ought to build your life around that and then worry about the rest. Well, you can see that he, he lives that, you know, I, I follow him closely on social media and, um, you know, he's an incredible entrepreneur, but at the end of the day, he spends a tremendous amount of time with his kids and his family. Yeah, they were they were recently down in Florida. I noticed on on uh, social media and seemed to really enjoy having having that time together. But a lot of our friends are like that, and I you know maybe that's the thing. One of the things about living in coastal Mississippi that it that you're around a lot of people who believe very very strongly in family, and it's just sort of an ideal and a principle that we all sort of you know have embedded in ourselves. And so, um, I was I'm, talking I, to yeah. someone, Ricky, and they yeah. said uh, how lucky we are to live here because our kids grew up in a cocoon down here, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, they didn't have a lot of big city pressures and issues with them. And they just got to grow up in South Mississippi uh, and go to some smaller schools and uh, and make lifetime friends and uh, enjoy the outdoors. It's just it's just I love it here. This is, and our kids love it here. And we have the, like you just said, you have the ability to create a cocoon. Nothing, nothing against the public school system, yeah. but my wife, uh, I went to public school system, but my wife went to the Catholic school system here in Coastal Mississippi, and all our kids, you know, went to the Catholic school system here and uh, graduated from St. Patrick's. But when you, you, you know, you you can kind of, you know, not only is Coastal Mississippi cocoon, but you have the opportunity to create even more of a cocoon in the way that we were able to. That's pretty cool too, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Our kids went to St. Patrick as well. Great school. 
um, and uh, uh, no regrets. Uh, tuition's high, but what the heck, it's worth it. So it it, it really is. So, Michael, as you kind of enter into the new year. What what kind of reflections do you do in terms of sort of personal resolutions that you might have, how that sort of carries over into your business? Do you see those as being separate resolutions? What's your thoughts about that entering into the new year? So first, uh, I'm down 22 pounds. Congratulations. I've done that in about six or seven months. Um, I went on like a healthy eating plan. So one of my, one of my things is I went to a doctor's office I don't know, nine or 10 months ago and I stood on the scale, and it almost hit 200 pounds. Well, I'm not a big guy, so that's way too big for me. So I think uh, over the last couple of years after that car wreck, I just got in some bad habits and, and wasn't as active. So I, I said, well, first of all, i got to get a lot more active, and two, got to address my weight. So uh, with the help of a, a sort of a eating health coach, um, I've dropped 22 pounds with a goal of 30 overall. Um, so I want to get down to about 167, 168 is my good fighting weight, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations, Michael. But a byproduct of that is I've stopped snoring. Yeah. Um, and that would <laughs> drive my wife to her upstairs bedroom most nights. You know, it was too loud. So, <laughs> so um, I've stopped snoring. Uh, even my back issues have gotten 10 times better. My back hasn't gone out in six months. Yeah. Um, and that's a real blessing for me in, in, in playing golf and stuff. So I, I really want to address those health issues. Uh, yesterday was Mary and I's 37th wedding anniversary. Uh, we're going to celebrate this weekend. Uh, with that, that's a, a real milestone for us. Um, and in our relationships, different as you know, we, we are a husband and wife, but we're business partners too. We see each other all the time, so um, yeah, it's amazing we get along as well as we do. Uh, yeah, so, it's it's, yeah. it's an inspiration actually. That you that's why you call it M Two Media. M- Two M's, uh, and then and then on the business side, we had a good year last year. Um, I'm like you, uh, back when you were running a lot of newspapers and stuff. I'm a budget geek. Uh, I, I like to plan things out. I like to understand what we're going to do month to month, quarter to quarter, and and year, and address any soft issues or, uh, or or you know really push revenues. So we had a really good revenue last year. Uh, uh, I don't. Know if you, I'm sure you know in the printing business, our our paper costs are gone skyrocketed. Um, I'm 40% up. Uh, it's, 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 it's a, a huge invoice each month when you get those magazine invoices now. So, so, you know, you have to address that, but, uh, we're planning for another good year, uh, knock on wood that the economy stays strong and we don't go into a bad recession or something like that. So we should have another good year. Hey, listen, I have the pleasure. In fact, I tell you what, we're coming to the end of our first segment together. I'll, I'll make this point on the other side, but I want to I want to make a, a point about the recent conversation I had with Robbie D'Angelo, who's um, you know he's a he's a mental optimization coach now. You know he starts as a personal trainer and what he's done with his life and what he's done to inspire others. And he's working in corporations today. It's a really really cool thing that he has to say about that. But we'll I'll bring that up on the other side. But this is Michael Sunderman, the uh, president and publisher of M2 Media, and we'll we'll continue the conversation on the other side. Live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgolfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Michael Sunderman, the president and publisher of M2 Media. You know him probably most by uh, his publication of Jackpot Magazine and South Mississippi Living Magazine. Longtime friend. Michael, one of the things I wanted to say, though, I've had the, the real pleasure of having long, detailed conversations with Robbie D'Angelo, who uh, was a lineman at Southern Miss, you know, weighed over 300 pounds when he, when he graduated, went on a mission, lost over 100 pounds, and was a trainer and then kind of, sort of kept advancing his skills and now he refers to himself as a mental op, op, optimize, uh, optimization coach. He, he moved to um, still has clients in Coastal Mississippi, still loves Coastal Mississippi, but he moved to uh, to Florida to kind of increase the number of, of really ambitious people around him who can help him. He's got his own coaches. But, you know, the, coming back to your point about losing 22 pounds, what's impressive about that is that, um, as you well know, I've been on the mission for a long, long time, this very health-conscious mission, because my father died when he was young, and I don't want to die young. Uh, the, is the, the way you got to get your mind right. As a CEO, what led to me retiring was I had a bit of a health scare. Everything was fine. But I decided that I could do it financially. I did not want to die in my job. The stress is on a CEO the stresses on the budgets and the, all the things that you were just talking about, it has a tendency. You have rigor in that part of your world, but then you sort of lose the focus in your in your in, in terms of your own health and physical well-being. And Robbie's really pushing hard on his clients to try to get all of that in balance. Of course, you know, retiring from me gave me the opportunity to really do that. But I congratulate you because I know it's not easy. It's not easy when you're you've got a lot of stress. You're constantly out. You go to just about every major event there is, you know, the opportunity to eat well and and all that goes with that. It's, yeah. it's it requires discipline, doesn't it? But I think I think that's the key to anything. Even this healthy living plan I'm on is is just understanding that there are certain things you should put in your face and certain things you shouldn't, and then limit what you do. Uh, and then and then you got to balance it with some exercise. My wife's way better at this. She, she works out six days a week. She looks she's in great shape. Um, so I'm I'm working on that. I'm working on on my flexibility to get a longer golf swing and hit the ball a little farther every day. And it's it's it is about balance. And then and I'm happier now. I mean, I look in the mirror. You know, yeah, shower. You look in the mirror and say, hey, there's not a chubby guy there anymore. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's, nice I, that's really cool. Yep. Hey, listen, um, real quick, I'm, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on something. I have spent I've spent several shows now talking about changing media landscape. You and I have talked about that before. Uh, I've had a couple of shows just dedicated to Twitter. All the noise around Twitter fascinates me because at the end of the day, what Elon Musk is going to do is transform social media. People are. Are, are reacting to everything that he does when in his mind he's, you know, 50 steps ahead of all of us in terms of what he's going to do. And since I'm quite aware of how social media works and how they use artificial intelligence and all of that. But what I wanted to ask you about is this. First of all, is this, you know, people want to make this a political discussion, but it, but it's not. But, at the, uh, but what we're seeing through the Twitter files is the amount of involvement by government Mm-hmm. And what we see, I'll, I'll just share something. This is just a paragraph from Yahoo News yesterday. Leading up to the 2020 general election, Twitter received an obliged request from federal and state government bodies as well as partisan officials 
to remove accounts they deem problematic. And it goes on and on and on. He says, throughout the fall of 2020, increasingly more agencies attempted to interlope in Twitter's content moderation process. Um, FBI, Department of Homeland Security, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence and others. I mean, this is explicitly illegal to do that. Can you imagine, Michael? You and I both had responsibilities for multiple newspapers Mm -hmm. during our career, simultaneously responsible for multiple newspapers. Can you imagine getting a call from the FBI and saying, don't run that letter to the editor or don't run that story or don't run that editorial? Can you imagine no, if that would have happened. You, what your response would have been? Any editor that said, "Yeah, no, no problem," unless it has something to do with se- severe national security issues, I get that. But you know, these days we're not being always told the truth on those matters either. So, I, I hate, I hate what's going on here. I hate the uh, uh, the lies being told, and 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 officials, you know, literally trying to shut your mouth and, and turn your turn your Twitter feed or emails off. Uh, because they they want to be protected. Yeah, it's it's truly amazing. I think Section 230 protection opened up Pandora's box. And for people who don't remember, let me just read the one segment of, of Section 230 that matters. No provider or user of interactive computer service, like like now Amazon or Apple or Twitter or Facebook or Google, any of those, um, shall be treated as a publisher or speaker of the information provided on another information content by another information content provider. So in other words, when someone posts on Facebook, Facebook's not responsible. They have 230, Section 230 protection. However, when you were a publisher, if someone posted something that was illegal, you were completely responsible for it. And what satisfied that was not Congress. It was the courts. Yes. So they got legal protection. It literally opened up Pandora's box. A, a Georgetown University professor said that it, it provided broad leeway for them. And ultimately what it said is that it's power, tremendous power, without responsibility. And, you know, I've said this from the very beginning. Elon Musk is about to blow it all up. He's going to show what's going on behind the scenes and why probably we need to do away with the, the Section 230 protection and make social media companies liable for what's expressed on their on their website just the same way as we had to be liable for it. Yeah, if we if we wrote a story that was untrue or libelous, we we'd be in court and you know you'd be paying penalties and fines or uh, you'd have to fire an employee or you know or worse. Uh, they could take your whole newspaper away if they wanted to. Uh, so I, I hope they go that way, Ricky. I hope they take away this stuff because that will that will put some parameters on there to keep us a little safer. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. Um, and uh, you know when I'm when I'm thinking about it, and when I thought about you and I coming together, um, you know we'll always add a little bit of something about this in our conversations, just because we're both former publishers. We have. Uh, of newspapers, we have tremendous responsibilities in that area for a number of years, and then we have a perspective on this. And of course, you're still you're still a publisher today, and you understand how the digital world works and the the power of of artificial intelligence and the way they've used that to be able to put news into our feeds so that they don't have to have human intervention. See, that's the problem. We had human intervention that cost us a ton of dang money. Yeah. And they're saying that their their business models will not be viable anymore if they had to man up to do you know moderation the way we had to do moderation. Well, see, because they had Section 230 protection, they put a lot of newspapers out of business is what happened, right? Really? So 
It's time. I think a reckoning is coming, and I think Elon Musk is bringing this to the forefront in ways I think that's going to help us. I'm not watching the noise. I'm just I'm looking at the strategic uh, opportunity here for for Elon, and it's I think it's tremendous. It's really tremendous. He's playing chess. They're all playing checkers. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that so true? That is so true. Hey, listen, um, I had the opportunity to visit with Linda Hornsby. And, uh, you know, it's really remarkable what the lodging and hospitality industry has been able to accomplish in the last year or two. You know, you and I have talked about that. And, they're br- you know, they're bringing momentum into this year. There's always going to be challenges. But our gaming industry, as you and I discussed before, the lodging industry uh, to some extent, attractions have been impacted a little bit because we don't see as much, you know, during the week uh, visiting as we as we did before. But we've really held our own, haven't we? Absolutely. Um, uh, I just ha- I had a meeting last week with our friend Jonathan Jones at Harris, and and you know they're doing uh, charter planes, and and Beau Rivage is just welcoming their one millionth customer on charter planes. Um, so they're keeping their hotels full that way. But Linda and the and the other hotel association. Uh, members are doing it, you know, the old old way. They're they're going out inviting people in, and then you got coastal Mississippi doing their part to get the word out into into outlying cities to get people to come down here. And the thing about South Mississippi is, if we get them here one time, they normally come back. They had yes. the experience. They like the culture. They like the they like the landscape. They they love the history. They love the restaurants. They love the southern culture. So we just got to get them here. So that's that's uh, Mississippi, Coast Mississippi's uh, you know, uh, problems there. They have to solve, which they're doing a great job. I, I really truly believe. I think the new the new leadership, the new board, uh, has really stepped up and taken control of that. Yeah, I had uh, had Paige Roberts on, and and Paige is a you know as you know executive director from Jackson County Chamber and and a board member, and she talked about it. Um, I've had, you know, I, I will have Greg Cronin on soon, but I, I think his his leadership at Coastal Mississippi has been remarkable. And they're less internally focused now and more externally focused, which is what they should be doing. But, you know, th- we, we had to go back to the beginning of the pandemic. They did a fantastic job of focusing on the drive-in traffic. And as uh, Paige pointed out, as Linda pointed out, the reverberation from that in social media, you know, and saying, you know, I haven't been to Coastal Mississippi before. Or maybe I haven't been to Coastal Mississippi in a long time. Wow, it was incredible. You know, you should go see it. And so the social, as I refer to it, the social media swagger that comes from that, your point is well taken that there is a there's a reverberating effect from all these visits that happened during the pandemic. And we're realizing the benefit of that now, aren't we? Yes. Uh, and then, you know, they tell all their friends and then the friends say, well, hey, you know, next year I'll put that on my list of things to do. You know, I, I was uh, this this winter, I was driving to downtown Ocean Springs. It looked like a Hallmark movie. I lo- I, I've talked about it on the show many times. Isn't that incredible what yeah, they all did? The lights and, and, and beautiful live oaks. Incredible. And that played out all across coastal Mississippi. Yep. Michael, it's been great to visit with you. Uh, we'll plan an hour next time because there's always plenty to talk about when I get you on. But it's been, a, it's been a pleasure. This has been Michael Sunderman, the publisher and president of M2 Media. And when we come back, we'll have my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. We'll see you after this. Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.